All right. Nice. That's all I care about. I'm recording now. Excellent day. Is that recording? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your phone's about to blow up after this. All right. So here's the beginning of my message. I have decided, based on unpopular opinion, that I am only going to be Blake's friend when I'm around him. Okay? I'm only going to be Jaden's friend when I'm around him. Um, and when I'm not around them, I'm not going to be their friend anymore. What about phone calls? Nope. Yeah. Doesn't count. No more phone calls. Nope. <laughs> just when I'm actually present with you, just actually in your quote unquote presence, I'm going to call you a friend. <laughs> is that cool? Zach, only time we're friends is when you're in the state of Colorado and we're together. No longer am I going to refer to you as a friend when I talk about you. I'm just going to say that guy, Zach, that guy, Blake, that guy, Jaden. This is the beginning of my message. And I'm afraid this, this message is called abiders or visitors. So there's my beautiful illustration of how we interact with the Lord. Yes. Only when I'm around him, I'm going to call him. But all the other times, not a thought. Cool. Letter. That's good. Okay. Get real too fast. Cool. Turn to John 15. Jane, did you bring this super soaker today? Did I bring it? Yeah. No. I might need you to put out some fires tonight. Ooh. That was good. That was good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew you would. John 15. And I want to do a little bit of a word study on this word abide so that we actually understand what this means. And then we'll look at this word visitor and understand what it means. And then I'm going to blow up everything that you believe. Cool. Sound fun? We in for the long haul? Yes. Great. Tell everybody's very thrilled about that. <laughs> okay, John 15. I don't know how long I'm going to read in John 15, but we'll see. Is there a reason why you guys moved? Benji, why? Like, now I'm just going to look at Kara the whole time. What about us? Maybe I'll just look at the computer the whole time. All right. So John 15, <laughs> verse 1, it reads, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes so that it may bear more fruit. Verse 3. You are already clean because of, the, because of the word which I've spoken to you. And then verse 4, here we go. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit off its, of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. 
I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and me in him, he bears much, much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up and they gather them and cast them into the fire and they're burnt. <laughs> Verse seven. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Just as the father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. Verse 10. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Verse 11. These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. Greater love has no has no one than this, that one may lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends. If you do what I command you, what I command you, no longer do I call you slaves, for a slave does not know what his master is doing. But I've called you friends. For all things that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I actually chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give to you. This I command you, that you love one another. We'll stop there. I think that's enough for tonight, yeah? Hey, maybe lock that up. Just joking. What if I was serious and I just like got so pissed when she sneezed? That'd be so weird. What if I literally got so mad? Yeah, I would hope. So in this passage, there's a lot of abides. Yes, there's a lot of talk about fruit. There's a lot of talk about this or this leading to that and that leading to this. Yes? You with me? Yeah? I am, uh, I'm going to be pretty fired up about this. Is that okay? Because I want you to grasp this. So this word abide, I looked up the definition. All right. This word abide means to accept or act in accordance to a rule or a decision. And not like rules, like follow the rules, but like a rule, like a ruler kind of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, maybe help yeah. me out, interact with me a little bit. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense, that makes sense, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, so it's not like following rules, it's actually submitting to a overall ruler, a rule how do you say it differently? Like submitting to a higher power. Okay. How's that? That was pretty good. Yeah. What? Yeah. Let me say it for the third time, accept or act in accordance with a rule 
or a decision. Or a different way of putting it is to accept without an objection. This is just the definition for abide. I didn't make it up, okay? Don't get offended yet. What's the other definition? To accept without objection. Cool. Okay, so that is the um, Webster's Dictionary definition. Yes? Cool. Yippee Kaye. I don't really care about it. Um, I like the Greek definition because it adds a little bit more of oomph to this word. This word abide is better translated into these five words to dwell, to live, to reside, to remain, to conform. To dwell, to live, to reside, to remain, and to conform. When we read conform, we usually think of the negative context of, oh, do not be conformed to this world. No, a conf a con that word conform means to submit to, to actually be molded into. That's why Romans 12 speaks of do not be conformed any longer to the patterns of this world. It's actually saying stop submitting to the patterns of this world, but instead be transformed into the renewing of your mind. Yes? Do we know this verse? If you don't know the address, that's great. Now you do. It's Romans 12. Cool? I don't know what verse. I think it's 1 and 2. Yeah? Fact check? Don't need to. That's right. Okay, so this word is in reference and kind of the underlying kind of depth to this word is a reference of a state, like a place or a relation. Does this make sense? Not like the state Colorado, but like a physical state, a state of mind, if you would, a state of being, if you will. Okay, to remain in a state of a condition is this word abide. So if I abide in him, if I remain in the state of condition of him, then he will remain in me. That's what the scripture says, yes? If I abide in him, if I dwell with him, if I live with him, if I reside, remain, and conform to him, with him, I will bear much fruit. But apart from that, I will bear none. Did you hear me? If I remain with him, I will bear much. But if I depart from that, I will bear none. None. And it's interesting that this passage, it talks about this pruning and cutting, correct? Yes. Do you remember we just read John 15? It's in there. It talks, talks about pruning and cutting. This is not going well. This is so frustrating. Thanks, Apple. Okay, so it talks about pruning and cutting. What's the difference between pruning and cutting? Anybody know? Killing. <laughs> yeah. Pruning is investing into growth, right? When you prune a rose bush, what, what do you do? When you prune a rose bush, what do you do? Yeah. You're getting it ready for the next 
time. Yes, to produce more roses, right? You don't just get those dozen roses without anything, right, Zach? That's right. Yeah, thanks. Roses are expensive, if you guys don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Easier just to get some lilies. So, what I guess I'm trying to say is I would rather be pruned. And pruning is not a negative. It's not that, oh, he's going to put me through something and that's going to be my pruning season. No, that's idiotic thinking and that's bad theology, actually. It's actually he's investing into you so you can bear much more, right? When you cut something, when you prune something, sorry, when you prune something, you're saying, I'm going to make you stronger so that you can bear more. Yes? Does this make sense? When you cut something, like maybe one of your... Uh, a tree at your parents' house or whatever has been cut, it does not grow back, <laughs> right? You went too low. Yes? Okay, cool. So I want you to flip to John chapter one, verse, we'll flip back to 15, don't worry. We're gonna be kind of flipping through John a lot because John loves this word abide, okay? So turn to John chapter one. I just want to read 32 and 33 to you. And I want to point something out to you. So, John chapter 1, 32 says, John testified saying, I have seen the Spirit descending as a dove out of heaven and remained upon him. I did not recognize him, but he who sent me to baptize in water said to me, he upon whom you see the spirit descending and remaining upon, this is the one who baptizes in the Holy Spirit. Okay, this is way, way, way back. Yes? This is like referring to Jesus's baptism. Yes? Do we remember that scene where Jesus gets baptized? This is my son who I'm well pleased. Dove descends, lands on Jesus. Yes? This same word here. I remember that. Thanks, Zach. Uh, this word here um, at the end of verse 32, and he remained upon him, is the same word that's used in John 15, abide. It's the same exact word in the Greek, okay? And then even more so in 33, it's used again, remaining upon him. It's that same word, abide. So what, do you, what does that lead you to believe? Help me out. This is going to be a little bit more interactive, you know? Huh? What, what does, just because this one's used remained, what does this all lead you to believe about the Holy Spirit and all of this? Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Anybody want to embellish on that? Tanner's not messing around tonight. Are you? I think so. What else do you guys think? Interject. Come on. Humor me. Okay, cool. Thanks, man. Thank you for adding to the discussion. Okay, this is really, really interesting because these same words are used. Yes? But this is talking about the anointing of the Spirit. Yes? 
This is the way Jesus lived out his life, correct? The one who the, the, the spirit remained upon. No, am I saying that the spirit goes and travels back and forth for me? No, do not even, don't even, don't even, not fair, cool. What I'm saying, are we actually remaining? Holy Spirit remains. Yes, great. Thank the Lord that he does. Yes, do I. Am I going to be that same kind of person? Am I going to strive for that same level of remaining in the Lord's presence that Jesus did? And no, the, the excuses of Jesus is perfect and I can't obtain that is no more, right? Why? Because we have Holy Spirit living inside of us too. Yes, Jesus died for all of our sins and I'm going to have diminishing who Jesus is. I love him to death, yes? But we have that same access. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is dwelling in me. And he says, if you do this, if you abide in me, you can have that same access and I will abide in does that stir something in you? Does that get you excited about actually living for Jesus? Because what I'm afraid is happening is I've, I've got a lot of visitors in the room. Right? And I'm glad that you're here. Are you visiting the Lord tonight? I'm glad that you are. But I'm going to urge you tonight that you would abide. That you would remain. That actually when you leave this garage, when you leave this house, when you leave this property, when you get in your car, when you walk through the threshold of your house, you say, I will remain. What a concept, yeah? Oh, it's almost like that's the way we're supposed to do it. It's almost like that is the way it's set up to be instead of the way we've made it to be, where I only can do ministry in the confines of a church building, right? Or I'm only Billy Badass when I come into church and I'm going to be super holy and oh my gosh, I am the man, I am the woman of God that everybody wants to be because I'm here. But then you walk out of this place and holy crap, you are bankrupt. And holy crap, the next time you think of Jesus is when you start going to a church again. Or when you feel obligated to open up this love letter called scripture. So again, my question is, abide or visit? Am I going to actually want to abide in the Lord? Not for my benefit, because yippee, I will have a benefit. I will bear much fruit, but not fruit that fits for me. It's fruit for him, yeah? I think this is fascinating. If we actually took this seriously, if we actually abided, I think that's the way to use it, abode. <laughs> ab ab if we actually abided, I don't know, it feels weird. If we actually did abide in the Lord, I think every, you know, guys, like, oh, I don't even know if I should say this, but I'm afraid to like, Actually, here, I'm going to say it. Like, I'm scared to death to call myself a Christian because of what people will think I am. Not in, not in the way that I'm living, but in the way this freaking weird Christian people do. Right? Hey, be normal and follow Jesus. Right? Just listen to him. You don't have to get all the theatrics. I am so sick of it, guys. I, you know? 
And it's not out of the shame. It's out of the shame for the name that was once created. But, you know, it's, it's disappointing. And yeah, but I, I guess 10 years ago, I was part of that problem. I'll admit it. If you want to come to terms with that, great, you can. But 10 years ago, I was part of that problem of just being this phony, just being this visitor. What a concept of, of actually abiding in all of it. Yes? I know, I know. Okay, we'll keep on going. Let's go to 2 John um, one, chapter 1. Verse 9. Listen to this. If anyone who goes too far and does not abide, and does not abide, same word, no tricks here. Anyone who goes too far and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. What are the teachings of Christ? Oh, a living sacrifice. Oh, I wake up and I bear my cross. Oh, I wake up and I lay myself down on an altar and I say, yes, Lord, to everything that comes. Not picking and choosing, not objecting and saying, are you sure, Lord? But actually abiding. Yes? Does this make sense? If anyone who goes too far and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. But the one who abides in the teaching... He has both the Father and the Son. Whoa. Which one sounds better? Oh, yeah, number two here, yes? Yeah, part B is the part we want to focus on, but I don't want to be stirred up by part A. Part A is scary to me because I'm visitor boy. I'm visitor girl, and I'm just, hey, I don't want to accept that harsh truth of me not having God because I believe that I'm way too holy for that. let's keep going let's go to first john chapter two and we'll start in verse five actually let's start verse four here you go. Everybody there? We okay? Yeah. Let me slow down. First John, chapter two, verse four. It reads, the one who says, I have come to know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, whoever keeps his word, not like your own personal word, like you're a person of your word, but actually stays true to the scripture. Yes. Okay. Capital H in his. Yes. You see that? Cool. But whoever keeps the Lord's word in him, the love of God has truly been perfected. Wow. By this, we know that we are in him. The one who says he abides in him ought 
himself to walk in the same manner as what? As he walked. Capital H, he, yes? Not that pastor that you look up to, not that other person that you want to impress, not he, not her, not, not them. It is God Almighty. It is Jesus, our Messiah, Yahweh, Yahweh. We have this capacity to walk in the manner that he walked. Oh, that sounds really sweet, yeah? But what's the higher calling? Oh, to abide. Not to visit. I'm sorry, a lot of you guys are frustrated because you're visitors. You're all so frustrated. I'm like, man, I'm so freaking confused of why the Lord won't do this, that, and this. Well, it's because you're visiting him and you're not abiding in him. If you were to actually abide in him, everything, you, it would be like this. I can see clearly. It would be that song all through your life. I can see clearly now. Why? Because I've got clarity of the spirit, right? I've got clarity of spirit. What a concept. What a harsh truth, though. If you don't abide in him, you don't know truth. Oh, And then what kind of Looney Tunes stuff are you getting into? yeah what are you accepting as truth that's not truth at all what are you ranking higher than this and lower than that if you abide you just know truth it's the only way to look at things yes what a concept right if i actually abide in jesus christ i'm going to have truth and what? I'm going to bear much fruit, right? He says in, in John 15 that if he is the vine and I am the branches, he is the life giver. He's the one actually bearing the fruit. If I don't, if I'm not connected to that, I've got no shot. What am I actually going to do? I'm going to be a weed on the ground that nobody wants. Yeah? Right? Because when you leave freaking stuff all over your yard, look at my yard. If you leave stuff all over your yard, you get weeds. Right? That's what happens. When you leave dead branches in your yard, you get weeds. And those weeds lead to more weeds. And those weeds lead to more weeds. And those weeds lead to more weeds. Do you get the point? What are you investing in? What are you actually investing in? Are you investing into your own personal theology that you made up because you're so holy and so smart? Some of you guys don't even know what I'm talking about because you're so naive. But what if you actually just saturated and put your nose in this book and submitted to the spirit and abided in Christ? How much more profitable would that be? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You see, if we see the, the, the negative side of it, right? Which we see, right? The negative side of not abiding is more weeds leading to more weeds to more weeds. Then what is the positive side of this? When I abide, actually I bear much, much, much 
fruit. I don't know about you guys. I like fruit, right? Favorite fruit. Go. Say it out loud. Yeah. Huh? Tanner, what you got? Mango too, huh? Peaches? Huh? Oranges? Yeah. See? Oh, what's your favorite weed? Oh, God. Yeah. They're Colorado. You can't answer yeah. Right? All of you guys got really quiet when I said weeds, except for one person, but hey, we're not going to go there tonight. All right? Right? So like, okay, yippee-ki-yay. We know, like, I hate weeds. I've got this Canadian thistle weed. Man, I hate that freaking weed. I want it to die. I want to burn it up. I want to burn it up because it does no good for me. I hate it. Yeah? Go to John 8. I don't know what this reads, but I'm going to read it. I'm going to pull a jade in here. It's got to be good. It's in my notes. <laughs> John 8. What does it say? 31. John 8, 31. Here it is. Oh, this is perfect. So uh, nobody's there. How are we doing? Yeah. You don't count, man. You click. It doesn't count. But like the little birds number is so tiny. Jeez. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed in him, if you continue in my word, then you will truly be my disciples. Yeah? Oh, cool. What's the key to that equation? Oh, abiding. Yeah. Mine says abide. Oh, cool. Thanks, man. Cheater. All right. So, like, do you get the point? If I have to abide. If I'm not in this, I got no shot. Then I just start thinking, oh, I had a really great thought. I'm going to call it the Lord. <laughs> e? Who's done that? Who wants to fess up to that one? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. You know, I had a great thought, man. This is awesome, and I'm going to just share it. Oh, how far did it go? It fell flat on its face. It was better than a, you know, it wasn't even better than a dead fish, right? It's been dead for a long time. Smelt, ugly, nasty. Deader fish, the worst dead fish ever. One of those, like, ground feeder fish, too, like nasty junk of the tank kind of thing. Yeah? So this word, so I guess going back to at the beginning of this message where I said, hey, I'm only going to be friends with Jaden when I'm with him. I'm only going to be friends with Blake when I'm, in, um, when I'm with him. We adopt that same thing into our relationship with the Lord. Only when I feel him, whatever, that, whatever the hell that means. I don't know what that means. Huh? Me set the standard? What do you mean? Yeah. Are we saying that? Is that true though? Do I actually have any say in what this word actually means? I don't have any say in this. You just choose if you're going to do it or not. What is that like? 
off the phone. You can get your snack. I said you can come get your snack. No, price sets the standard. the standard. With I, with me setting the standard, it's gotten me to the place I'm at. Right. Right. It's gotten you to the place where you're at when you set the standard. Like, all right, I'm an abider. Are you actually though? Right. That's my whole purpose of this message is that, Hey, are you actually though? Oh, no. Or are you just in this fantasy world saying that I am totally an abider and hell, if you are great, I applaud you. And uh, Hey, I'll, for, I'll, I'll apologize at the end of this, but I don't think that's the case or else I wouldn't be sharing this tonight. Right. If I set the standard, I get myself into a down spiral. It's like, oh, cool. I'm, I'm an abider. No. No. Unless you, your life looks a lot like Jesus's life. Right? I'm just reading the word tonight. Right? I'm just reading the word tonight. If my life looks like Jesus's life, then great. Call yourself an abider. But I'm not there. I'm going to be the first one to tell you, this is just heavy on my heart. Right? I told you guys, every single time I preach, it's something that the Lord is messing me up about. And then I just say, hey, welcome to the fun. <laughs> right? right? Does this make sense? I can't convince myself that I'm an abider if I'm not. If my first reaction when somebody dies is, well, what's the Lord doing here? If my first reaction is, Oh, that person in a wheelchair. What, what would Jesus do here? If that's your first reaction, great. You're, you're light years ahead of me. But it's not my first reaction. My first reaction is, man, that sucks. I wish we could fix that. Right? I wish I could bring them back. Right? Still pure in motive. Right? It's not like, oh, no. <laughs> no, it's still pure in motive. But my first reaction is not, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus think? What's the Holy Spirit saying right now? I'm sorry. I don't think that's anybody in this room. Correct me if I'm wrong. I apologize to you. But yeah, we're visitors. And even to the extent, you know, even that part of that definition of abide is to accept without objection. Sometimes we abide. Sometimes we do. But then we're like, well, <laughs> object. I don't think so. I don't think that you want to do that. Right? What are we going to do? What are you going to do? You're just going to keep on being visitor, visitor Christian, and whatever the pastor says goes, and I don't know any of his word because I don't read it. Or are we actually going to abide? All of the scripture that we said, or that we read tonight, that we spoke out tonight was, you got to know who the Lord is. How do you do that? The easiest answer is scripture, right? Great. Do that. Right? Yes? What a concept, right? 
to dwell, to live, to reside, to remain. Wouldn't it be weird if I just called Blake a friend when I was only around him? And then when I wasn't around him, I never thought of him. He never crossed my mind. It wasn't like, man, I wish, I, I never thought, I wish I was with Blake tonight. Right? What if I never did that? What if I never called him and said, hey, man, you want to hang out? What kind of deadbeat friendship would that be? No, it'd be terrible, right? Okay. What if we just did that with the Lord? What would that look like? Probably maybe what your faith walk looks like, but we won't get into that tonight. But even more so, like only call on him when I need something. Only acquaint with him when other people are acquainting with him. Only rally behind his purposes when I'm in a church service and around like people instead of being con sorry instead of being transformed by the renewing of our mind yes by the washing of the word right this won't make you a better person but it'll make you look a lot like Jesus. And that's all you should care about. All you should care about is looking a lot like Jesus. Wouldn't it be cool? You know, all these stories in, in these gospels, you know, all of these stories of all these miraculous, miraculous healings. Why? Because he abided in the Lord, right? And it all started back in John 1, 32 and 33, when that dove descended on him and he said, yep, this is what I'm purposed to do. Yeah? Are we gonna come to terms that that dove has descended on you and that that is what you're supposed to do is abide in the Lord? Yeah? Hopefully, or maybe you want nothing to do with this. And hey, that's your decision. That's fine. But I got to tell you the truth tonight. I have to. Right? What's it going to look like when you leave this place? Do you go to Top Golf? Do you go to Waffle House? Do you go to this, that? What's that look like? You're going to rip somebody apart like Jesus would? Oh, no, that doesn't make sense, right? You're going to diminish somebody like, oh, no, that can't go in the same sentence, can it? No, it can't. Because what Jesus uplifted, he called out the better in Kara. He called out the better in all of you. He called out the better in his disciples. He raised them to a higher purpose. Are you going to invest in that same kind of thing? Because that's what Jesus would do. Even if that person sucks at top golf, you still call out the better animal, right? And that's the beauty of it. Even if you can't throw a cornhole bag, you're still like, dude, you got this. Right, Keelan? 
right? I'm all for fun and games. I'm all for joking around. But what's it look like? What would Jesus do? I know that's so 1990s, but hey, whatever. That's where, that's my generation, kids. Yeah, all right? Like at the end of the day, that's what we did. You should have seen my Bible. It had w, It was like this briefcase Bible that would zip up. It had WWJD on the front of it. That's how I was raised. Man, how far we've come. Now we wear, he would love first, not WWJD. Right? What if my first response is like, Jesus, what do you think about this? And not the fantasy excuse that you want to make up for truth. What do you actually think of this, Jesus? I can put words in the Lord's mouth all day long. I can. And especially in my mind, I do it all the time. I justify all sorts of things all the time. But at the end of the day, do I actually say, Lord, what are you saying? How do I actually abide in you? What does this actually look like to abide in you? You ever asked him that? You've even read this scripture before, John 15. It's read a lot, you know? Usually it's talked way out of context. It's like the Lord's going to cut you down so he can grow harder. No, frick, man, what a tragic way of looking. That's a loving God that I want to serve who's going to cut me down? Oh, whoops, bad theology, ding, ding, ding. Actually, he wants more growth. He didn't send that guy out with the five talents and expect him not to double it and then reward him and then say, hey, keep on doing it, right? Parable of the talents, you've read it before. Yeah, yeah. Right? He didn't just talk about that parable of the soils for no reason where it was 50, 100, and 150 fold or whatever the increments were, right? When you're on good soil, when you're actually in the word of God, what a game changer. Yeah, I focus on Holy Spirit a lot. I do. I love Holy Spirit. Why? Because I feel like I know the word. Does that give me an excuse not to read it? No. <laughs> kind of fantasy land would I be in. Right? I need the word to understand what the spirit's saying right right like how bad do we want to abide in the lord do you think he has a better plan than what you think what your visiting schedule is with him like you guys are you guys are already thinking about how you can game the system on this right well, I have quiet time. Isn't that abiding? No, that's actually still a visit. Oh, well, I pray before me. No, that's just a visit. And that's actually very self-seeking. Lord, nourish this food. May this food nourish my body. <laughs> Bless this food so I can eat. Oh, you self-seeking. Right? What does it mean to abide in him? That everything is a divine appointment for him to release his power, his might, his strength, 
in his heart. Right? Jesus didn't die on the cross so that you could pray before meals. Jesus didn't die on the cross so that you could have a quiet time once a day. Jesus didn't die on the cross so that you would go to church once a week. Jesus died on the cross so he could have all of you, every single bit of you, not the slivers that you've chalked up as all of you. Jesus is always going to be the standard. Right? He's the only one who did it. Paul got close. He didn't have a very good track record, though, before. Cool. Shows us what we have the capacity to do. Peter, good. He had a good, he, he was pretty good. He still denied Jesus, right? Is mine anywhere close to that? Have I made somebody else in my life my standard instead of Jesus? Because if you guys are timid in this place, I can't even imagine what you're like out there. Like I can barely get you guys to pray out loud in this place. And I invite it. I welcome it. I want to get a plunger and suck it out of you. Unclog whatever that freaking whatever's going on in your brain. I invite you in it. I invite you to share words of knowledge and take the risk and share the prophetic. And I invite you guys to pray for healing. And you're like, ooh, uh, um, actually, my hands are going to be under here. I can't even imagine what it's like outside. Do you get what I'm saying? Or am I just offending every single part of you? I hope I am, frankly. Maybe this will do something. Right? Guys, you're not lone rangers in this thing. You have Holy Ghost dwelling inside of you. Oh, great. Actually, God Almighty dwelling inside of you. You have the ultimate cheat code. You've gamed the system. You know how to do life now. Why? Oh, because you have life in you. Sometimes, guys, I feel like I'm such a joke. And just hear me. I feel like I'm such a joke sometimes. I'm like, Lord, I don't blame you if you don't give me breath. Like, how am I using this for profit today? Right? You guys ever feel that way? Like, geez, Lord, I should be doing way more for you. I'm not giving you an excuse for actually these earthly things that you're actually dabbling in. But like, I'm saying, Lord, I need to be purposed for more. I need to be purposed for more. I can't just coast along like this. When I was 18, I thought the, the, the best thing I could do for the kingdom of God was to heal somebody. And then I did it when I was 19. And then I was like, okay, what's next? Anybody have that same hunger? 
I thought, oh man, if the Lord uses me to heal, I've, I've made it. And how led astray was I? <laughs> right? How led astray? I was like, oh man, I put this on such a pedestal. And he was like, oh, great. There's way more though. There's way more, dude. Yeah? He's limitless. He's endless. You can't find the end to him. He's always got more for you. You can never understand all of scripture. Yeah, I know. It drives me nuts too. But hey, I'm not God. I'm not. I'm not God. I try to lord over areas of my life. Yes, for sure. And I'm sure everybody in this room resonates with that. No? Okay, never mind. Okay, thanks. Me and Jaden are here. All right. Thanks, man. So, like, abide. To actually remain. What's it mean to remain? Stay there. To stay there. What's it mean to remain with the Lord? Oh, to stay with him. To stay with him. To stay so tightly connected that you're way you think changes, the way you speak changes, the way you hear changes, the way you see changes. The scripture promises that. Promises that. It's not just my cool ideas, right? I wish I came up with it. It'd be really, really, really nice. I'd have a best-selling book. But um, it's not my ideas. It's actually his ideas. It's actually Holy Spirit's ideas of, hey, when you abide in me, I abide in you and everything will change. Right? It's no coincidence that when Paul got blown up in Acts 9, that his scales were removed from his eyes. That means he saw the world differently. Um, Mind-blowing. Right? If you continue in my word, then you will truly be disciples of mine. I am the vine and you are the branches. Abide in me and I in you. Isn't that cool? That should really excite you. If it doesn't, I, I'm talking to wet wood tonight, but I mean, like at the end of the day, this should freaking blow your mind that you have this level of access to interact, to remain with the Lord. Not just a visit. Visiting's fun. You know, it is fun, right? We have a good time here. Maybe not tonight. Nobody's smiling tonight, but you know, we have a good time. Actually, before maybe you came in here, it was a good time. You guys were throwing cornhole, everybody's laughing, smiling, having fun. But then it's like, oh, Lex is going to freaking be a jerk tonight. Yeah. I for sure am, Jenna. He calls us to something larger than you could ever imagine. He says, You are the salt of the earth. Yes? That's in the Bible, okay? Because it's the salt of the earth. What's that mean? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> you want to go what for it? What does that mean, Lex? Soak up, dry, things of cleanse, sweet, whole things. We put salt and water, it holds it to it, dries it up. Okay, interesting way to look at it. 
I don't want to dry up the water over my life. Depends on what's yeah. the water. The living water? Well, I mean the water is the world. Yeah. Okay. All right. I see what you're saying. I appreciate it. What this means is if you have a plate, envision this. Here's your plate. Okay? This is a plate. Most expensive plate you could ever eat on. Okay? This is a nice, nice plate. Okay? And you've got nice steak over here. Sorry, Katie. Um, <laughs> you did that. Katie's a vegetarian. She's vegan. I think she's vegan at this point, yeah? No. All right. I think she's vegan. All right. She, I'm not. So, uh, I'm not. Yeah, and we can't hear him, right? So, okay. So there's a steak here. Um, asparagus here. Yes? Ooh. Huh? Oh, street corn, it kind of doesn't work. Um, and then mashed potatoes. Okay. That's on our plate right here. Vision that this plate is the world. Okay. Envision that it's the world. Yes. Okay. Crazy. Biggest steak you'll ever eat. Longest asparagus you'll ever eat. And the most mashed potatoes you could ever swim in. Okay. Like Thanksgiving. Man, it's coming up. Is it going to be weird this year? You think Thanksgiving's going to be weird this year? Everybody's going to be just weeping like, oh my gosh, we're almost through 2020. All right. But anyways, steak, asparagus, mashed potatoes. All things that taste better with salt. Yes? No. Okay, if you don't know that, actually the best steak you can make is actually prepared with salt. And then it's good. Okay? Just to, you know, let you know. Okay? So, all of these things. Salt. Yes? What do you do with salt? You sprinkle it. <laughs> right? You sprinkle it. Yes? AKA, so this plate is the world. You sprinkle salt all over the world, yes? Some of us in view, envision our actual faith walk as I'm going to just screw off the top of the salt and pour it in one corner. What do I mean by that? Everything else doesn't get salt in my life, but I'm just going to pour it in this one corner. And that's going to get all the salt. What's that? Probably, probably church, yeah? Probably just those visit moments, right? Are we envisioning this as just visit, visit moments or am I abiding? You get my point? Am I abiding? Am I sprinkling the salt everywhere to enhance the flavor of everything? Or am I just pouring it out so I can enhance the flavor of my locker room huddle where we're all on the same team and then we don't go out and play the game? Dumbest locker room I've ever been in, right? Oh, yeah, we're going to freaking get pumped for the game. Best speech ever by the coach and best speech ever by the captain. And then it's like, all right, that was good, guys. That was awesome. Let's go home. What? That'd be the worst thing in the world, right? You'd be like, why are we getting so excited? Why am I so excited? Why am I jumping around and dancing in worship? Why am I raising my hands and so passionate about worship? And then when I walk outside, I'm just going home. I'm going to remain in something else. I guess the bigger question here is what are you actually abiding in if it's not Christ? Because I believe that we're visiting Christ. But what am I actually abiding in that's not Christ? 
and yeah, make the pie chart in your head and you're like, okay, Christ has got at least 25% at this point. Like, so yeah, I know, I know what you guys are doing. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are all freaking taking it out. Jenna's right in the pie. I'm just joking. I mean, I could. <laughs> right? What are you actually abiding in? Some, some earthly cause that's happening right now? Are we abiding in that? I'm, I'm not making intentional eye contact, I promise. Are we abiding in earthly causes? And just saying, I'm going to say yes to that all day long. And it's going to be all over my Instagram. Or what? What cause am I actually submitted to? Christ? Or something else? Am I abiding more in my wife than Christ? Am I abiding more and headed to Wyoming? <laughs> I'm just joking, guys. Hey. Am I abiding more in how much fun I can have right now? Or am I actually abiding in Christ? Because I guarantee you'll have way more fun. Right? Ever seen somebody walk out of a wheelchair? I haven't either yet, but I can't wait. Ever felt somebody's Achilles tendon being knit back together in your hand? I have. So the bar has been raised. Do you get this? Don't be visitors. I want you to visit everything else. I'm fine with visiting everything else. I want to be a visitor of my job. Where I'm there, but I'm actually abiding in Christ there. Where I go to family functions and I'm there, not excited about it. Sorry, mom. Um, I'm, I'm at family functions, but what am I actually doing there? Abiding in Christ. What a concept. When I'm playing football, when I'm playing ping pong, when I'm playing this, when I'm doing that, when I'm driving my car, I'm visiting. But what if I were actually to abide in Christ? How do I stay present in abiding in Christ? Well, it looks like praying for the person in front of you. Right? If you're driving, right? Pray for that person in front of you. You've got nothing to gain from that, but they might. Christ might. Praying for that coworker that you can't stand. You might benefit from that, and that would be pretty cool. Because <laughs> then you might be able to stand them and watch what the Lord does. What about that family member? What about this? What about that? How can I actually abide in Christ? Because what's the promise? He says, I'll abide in you. Oh, what? That's it? It's that easy? Oh, yeah. It is that easy. Have I figured it out? No. I'm getting there, though. I'm getting there. I'm really excited about it. This year has been a journey of holiness for me. It really has. From last year to where I'm at now, it's like, holy crap. The way the Lord is making me think is so, so different. The way I see things is so, so different. I'm more brokenhearted for the way people are feeling than anything else.
I'm, I, the Lord is tenderizing my heart, which if you knew me last year, I didn't really care, right? And maybe you feel like, oh, like you don't care right now. Yeah, no, I do care or else I wouldn't be, why would I share this? I didn't care, right? <laughs> yeah. Madison cares a lot more than me. So if you need that, talk to Madison, text her tonight and say, Lex really was rude tonight. <laughs> then I'd get a call at 1 a.m. Lex, what did you do? <laughs> so abide, remain, dwell, reside, conform. That's it. No objections. I know it sounds very, very intimidating, but it's actually what you're designed to do. He's the creator. What kind of creator would design you to do something opposite of what he created you to do? Oh, that doesn't make sense. Oh yeah, I know. Right? He created you to fall into this. Yes? Yeah. Anybody want to disagree with me tonight? Because I'll blow you up. <laughs> Three questions? Let me pray for the entire room and then we'll get to your questions. Is that cool? Right. And just an act of receiving. Again, nothing more than just a posture. Hold your hands out in front of you to receive this, okay? I'm going to just pray over you. And then we'll get to Tanner's three questions. Lord, we love you. Lord, would you teach us more and more every single day, every single minute, every single hour of what it looks like to abide and remain in you. Lord, would you train us in that? And we not get discouraged because it doesn't happen overnight, but Lord, I pray that you would start to illuminate what you're thinking in different areas of our lives. That we would put our nose in the word so that we would know what's on your heart. Lord, I believe that all of this comes out of a level of love to you that we can't comprehend. So Lord, I pray that you would download a level of love to us so that we could abide in you more and more. Lord, we thank you that we have the privilege of even talking about this. I thank you that we even have the privilege of walking in this. Lord, I pray that you would release this truth over every single person and every single heart in this room. And that we wouldn't be the same person that we are when we walked, that we were when we walked in the door. That you would transform us into a better. That you would increase over us. Thank you, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name. Amen.